Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds. I'm Phil. As always, I'm joined by Kyle. Kyle, what's happening? You know what? Just feeling good, baby. Just okay. feeling good, you know? We, uh, you know, I'm not feeling good physically. I'm coming off of being sick. But mentally, I'm in a great place right now. That's we're, good, we're, man. We got USFL back. We're, you know, butt-fucking USFL right now. It's, it's... It's 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 boring abuse at this point with what we're doing to this league. So it's um, it, I don't know why that's put me in such a good place mentally, but it has. It's the little things, Kyle. It's the little things in life. And if you haven't guessed, this is the USFL show. We're talking about week four, uh, what happened last week, and what we think will happen this week. So let's just take a second to review last week, Kyle. Uh, our best hit of the week, the New Orleans Breakers. And the McLeod Bethel Thompson fan club went wild as they took down the Birmingham Stallions 45 to 31. No defense, defense optional in this in this game. Um, but New Orleans absolutely dominated. They they owned the time of possession 36 minutes. Birmingham had a 23 and change. And our boy McLeod Bethel Thompson was stellar. He was 20 to 28, 283, three touchdowns. And the, the running game, Kyle, the running game was cooking. Um, they had 38 combined carries, 200 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. Everything went right for this Breakers team. Alex Magoo on the other side for the Stallions looked okay, 17-26, 238, two touchdowns and a pick. But there was no running game to be found. What what, what did you see in this game? What did you take away? And uh, how happy are you about your money line play? Uh, well, I feel great about it because I believe we were also on the breakers at plus five. I think we got them at the show. I think it changed a little bit for the book club um, before the game. I think it was somewhere even better. I think it was like plus six or plus seven. We ended up getting it to um, a couple days later, but even the plus five, we knew we felt good. Um, love the money line play. Um, I, I, I talked about this. I told you that this breakers defense was, was legit. Um, and listen, I know that you said beforehand, defense was optional and in the first half it was um after the first half it was 24 24 at at halftime um each team had a had a quarter with 10 each team had a quarter with 14 it was back and forth it was really really fun game to watch and um and then the breakers took off and and the defense kind of figured out what birmingham wanted to do um they started really getting after magoo a little bit and and he didn't have a ton of time back there after that um really forced him on some errant throws defense stepped up and they gave up uh, just seven points in the fourth quarter um, while the offense continued to hum. This was a game last year that the breakers would have gotten completely blown out. in. they, you know, anytime their defense gave up more than a, a cunt hair's worth of a point last year, you know, they, they, they were screwed. So, you know, with, I, I understand that you are the new proud, uh, Head honcho of a new group, the McLeod Bethel Thompson Man Crush Club. So congratulations to you, sir, because um, after last week, there should be quite a few members in there because they looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. He's been as advertised from you um, coming into this league. And I think realistically what we saw was two very good teams, but one team who I think is the better team outshined. Um, I mean, it's, kind of crazy to think the difference 
that just a quarterback can make, even in a in a in a summer league type level like this. But the difference between what you know it was last year with slaughter season and what it is with you know McLeod Bethel Thompson, you know, this year has been phenomenal and it's been crazy. So uh, what we're looking at here is I think we saw the best team in the USFL this year, the New Orleans Breakers. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about McLeod Bethel Thompson. He was a great cup champion in, in the CFL. So uh, he does have some pedigree. So I, I, I think, you know, this is nothing he can't handle. And, and it, it's a whole new wrinkle to this, to this Breakers team. They, they've got some offense now, which is, Incredible because that that was missing last year. So uh, really, really happy with what I've seen out of them so far. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for this week as well. They have a, a nice matchup. But moving on, the other game on Saturday, the Memphis Showboats, coached by moron Todd Haley, lost to the Houston Gamblers 30-26. to Haley is the reason they, they lost this game, in my opinion. I watched it, and the guy is an absolute dope. Uh, early on in the first quarter, there was a fourth and one. I'm sorry, it was in the, I think it was, yeah, yeah, it was late in the first quarter. Uh, but there was a fourth and one, and they ran an H-back dive out of the shotgun, which made no sense. And then, um, you know, Houston went down and scored after that. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why this Showboats team is so bad. You know, it, just everything about them is terrible. They can't run the ball. The, their passing offense is terrible. And, you know, this is a gambler's team that, that you know, is just okay. And, you know, here we are. Kenji Bahar looked pretty decent last week. He was 22 or 36, 235, two touchdowns. Um, Mark Thompson was back for the Gamblers. That's huge. He's an incredible running back. He had 21 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but he was missing the first two weeks. He's a big-time weapon for this Gamblers team, and they showed him off. He can still ball, uh, and they, they took care of business. Did you watch this game? What did you take away? Yeah, I caught um... – I caught certainly the the part of this I needed to, which was um, to see that Memphis, given even their best efforts, can't win football games. Yeah, they <laughs> um, stink. You know, this is a team. Listen, we knew Houston wasn't going to be a great team this year. Um, I was, you know, somewhat impressed though with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with with what Memphis did. Um, you know, their their quarterback Kelly was twenty one of thirty eight. He had three or seven, two touchdowns, interception. Um, that's good enough to win in this league. It's he did not have a bad stat line. I think you're right. I think this falls under the coaching staff. I think that there's some issues in that um, that need to be addressed. Yeah, he um, needs to be fired. Yeah, and and you know they need to figure out an identity. I think right now. I don't think their roster is as bad as maybe we thought um, that it was, but I think that what we're seeing here is no identity. And I think if this Memphis team can get an identity, then we might be in a little bit of a better situation for this team. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely agree there. Um, so we'll just, we'll move on. Those, those two teams aren't, aren't really, you know, worth talking about all that much. The Sunday slate, Kyle, the, the biggest surprise of the weekend and the, the one that stymied us and and uh, you know ruined ruined our card. Uh, the Philadelphia Stars uh, lost to the Pittsburgh Maulers. The Maulers, you know, just took care of business. They played great defense. They won twenty one to thirteen. Philly came out hot. I, I think they they went up seven nothing right out the shoot. And then it would you know 
couldn't get in the end zone again. Uh, Pittsburgh owned the time of possession, 32 minutes to 28. Um, and it was just, you know, it, it didn't look like the offense that we were used to last year with this Philly Stars team. Cook is through two picks. He was 23 of 36, 238. Did have a touchdown, but like I said, there's two interceptions. There was no running game whatsoever. Um, 18 carries, 18 yards amongst the four ball carriers there. Uh, the lone bright spot was probably Corey Coleman. He had eight catches for 86 yards um, and the touchdown. But, man, this this Mahler's team, for not having scored a touchdown, found the end zone a, a couple of times, and it was enough, and uh, ruined my day. What, what's going on with this Philly Stars team? Um, I think what we're looking at here is um... – a, a quarterback who's scared. Um, I watched this game from start to finish. Um, it, you know, just not only because, you know, we're Philly star fans, but because I wanted to see a, a bit of a, a, a different team than we saw last week. Um, and what I saw was a bad Philadelphia stars team. I think that this is, uh, a bit of a writing on the wall. I'm ready to fade this team as much as it, you know, hurts to, us to say and, and hurts me to say. But Cookus looks scared. He looks scared to be in the pocket. He does not handle any pressure well. And I get it. He went through a nasty injury in that championship game. That that is enough to do it. And he came right out and he's he's out there playing. But listen, That's you see it all the time. See- that's why we had to see KJ Costello in a championship yeah. game. Yeah, and take a bath it, with a toaster oven. Yeah, and you know it's you see it all the time, right? It's not just here. It's it's not relegated to these types of guys. I mean, in the NFL, you see it. You know, some people just aren't right again. I mean, listen, as much as we, you know, talk about, it, as much as I defend him and he gets ragged on, it, bring in Carson Wentz here for a little bit of comparison. Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback in the NFL at the point of his injury. When he got his knee blown out in that Los Angeles Rams game on the road, he was never the same. He was a top five quarterback at that point. Now, could there have been some regression and whatever? Yeah, sure. I'm sure there would have been. But that guy was poised to be a, a... very good long-term starter in this league. And since then he's been on three different teams and he can't start and finish a full season. Sometimes it's, it's the injury. Sometimes it's the head game. Sometimes it's the yips. I mean, it happens all the time. It's not relegated to this league. He won't be the last one, but if this, this stars team is talented enough to continue doing what they're doing, the defense, yeah, they gave up the touchdown or whatever, but, but they've been good. The defense has been good. They they did enough to win this game. This is a team, and listen, we talked about it the week before. Pittsburgh's defense is good as well, okay? It, this isn't – listen, Ruben Foster out there was everywhere. I don't know if you got to see the game, but before he got hurt, he was everywhere. He was in the backfield on almost every single play. Kugis was, was running for his life, but he kind of started seeing ghosts out there. And that's something that you can't do, especially coming off of an injury. So I think this Stars team, they're not done. It's not over. But Kukas has to kind of get his uh, momentum back a little bit, a little bit of swagger back, and this team needs to run the football. I agree. And they just didn't do that well. And, you know, with Matt Coburn back there, 
you, you, you'd think uh, they could have mustered a little, a little offense on the ground, but they, they didn't. And um, you know, it's, it's basically been a check down offense. They haven't really been stretching the field that much been lying, uh, you know, on the, the, the yak, you know, per se. And, you know, they just haven't looked right. They're going to get another home game this week in the, you know, in the dome. So uh, whether or not an option, hopefully they figure it out, but uh, man, it makes you wish that Brian Scott was still on this team for sure. Uh, the final game on Sunday, Kyle, the New Jersey generals took care of business, buddy. I think this was another dog. We were on the money line on as well. Uh, they won 28 to 13 against the Michigan Panthers. Um, Carson strong and what Jordan love, Josh love, not Jordan love dummy. Yeah. Josh love looked terrible at the quarterback position. Um, they were combined 19 of 40, 163 yards, one touchdown, one pick, not great. Um, you know, on the general side, uh, they, they did whatever they wanted. DeAndre Johnson was an absolute dual threat uh, with that, you know, read option that they, that they run. He was 10 of 15 for 180 and two touchdowns through the air. He had nine carries for 98 and a touchdown on the ground. Um, Darius Victor, nine carries, 68 yards. That guy's a weapon too. This general's team really, really looked good against the Panthers team that's improved. Um, what did you see here? Are we taking anything away or, or what? Well, I think what we saw was kind of what I expected to see, right? I mean, not only were we, you know, bullish on the generals getting the points, which was mind blowing to both of us, but to, to get the money line, I thought was fucking crazy. I mean, it it was the, listen, this, this generals team has been a top team in this league since, you know, the league's inception. So they lost one game to Birmingham the first week of the season. That was it. They played well the second game. There was no reason for the line to be that that crazy. Um, the line was based off of how good Michigan had looked. But if we really dissect what Michigan has done, dissect it, baby. Let's look at what they they are here. They're two and one. Okay, they were two and zero, oh, man. Two and zero oh before this game. Week one, they beat up on Houston. Well, thanks. Is Houston that good? We're not no. too sure. Week two, they beat Philly Stars. Now, at the point at the time, it seems like a good win. Now, maybe not as much. Maybe not as much. So, is this a bit of a farcity of a team? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody was riding that Michigan Panthers high from Week One, where they completed seventy-seven of seventy-eight passes for six hundred and seventy-seven yards, and 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 ass raped every team that came into the damn Michigan area, and that's great for them. But realistically. I don't know if they're that good. They are improved. Don't get me wrong. They're two and one football team. You are what your record says you are. But I don't believe on paper at any any even ridiculous amount of sentence is this team as good as New Jersey is. New Jersey is a legitimate team in this fucking league. Okay. There's three of them right now. And it's Birmingham, New Orleans, and fucking New Jersey. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that it is right now. And this is what we expected to happen. This was a slap in this. This line was a slap in the face by everybody that is is in that New Jersey New Jersey Generals locker room. This was a slap in the face for every single one of those players and the coaching staff. And realistically, it was 
it was a bad line that we were able to just exploit because we knew this from the fucking get go that this wasn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my favorite part about your rant there was your use of the word farsity. I don't, I don't think that's even a word. I think it's farce, but there's, I don't think farce. I love it. I no, 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 it's far farsity. Like no. that's a farsity. Okay. All yeah. right, cool. But yeah, yeah, the, the, the Panthers are improved just by virtue of not having Jeff Fisher around anymore. That, that's <laughs> for sure. That guy is a moron and you know, him and Todd Haley should, should join the same club, uh, work out at the same gym. They should probably just be roommates because they are just terrible coaches. And uh, you know, they, they both need to not be employed in anything having to do with football, but Kyle, let's go ahead and break down the games we've got coming up this week in week four. Uh, it starts off today. I think at one o'clock. The Houston Gamblers are playing the Philly Stars. The Gamblers are two-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, you can have them on the money line plus 120. You can have the Stars minus 140. And this total sits at 46-and-a-half. What do you think happens here? Well, um, what's the best line we can get here on this game? Um, you Do you always, have the best one? I know. I, I always the ask. Best I, line is that's yeah. because we're we're real big on shopping lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean we're huge on that. But you know, when I only have the one screen on my phone here, it's hard to yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to put you on the spot. Right. Yeah. No, I'm seeing two and a half at Rivers. I'm seeing two and a half at Bet Three Sixty Five. I'm pulling up DraftKings. I would venture a guess that two and a half is probably the best we're going to get. Okay. And this is this is. Who's the favorite in this? Because this is the stars. This is a a weird spot for me. I I'm gonna be honest with you. Big honesty guy. I don't know if I believe enough that Philly is done to put money on Houston in this game. I still think Houston is an echelon below. They're still a level below. Now, listen, I think that this is a a game that it would be smart to throw your lowest amount on. I wouldn't be throwing if 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 you're you know. I think that this is probably the sharpest line that we've seen so far this year. Okay. Um, I think this is probably like a half unit game. I'm going to I'm going to go a unit though on the Stars money line here. I just want Philly to give me a win. Um I'm seeing 1 minus 135 for that. Okay. So so I'm going to, you know, put the 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 buck 35 to win a unit. That's that's what I'm going to do here. Um I want to want to win a unit on the money line here. I think Philly is the better team. Even with the little bit of yips that's going on out there, I think that defensively alone, I think Houston has some problems of kind of getting in and, and kind of getting out of their own way. And I think that that's going to make it more difficult for them against teams with better defenses, which Philly still does have. Philly still has a good defense. I think they're going to kind of get back to their roots this week. They have to have run in the football which is going to help them. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw what I need to, to win the, the unit money line uh, with the Philly stars. I don't want to nice. mess with the points. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that as well. I'm laying the 1.35 units to win a unit on the stars. I need one more heartbreaking loss uh, from the Philly stars to, to get off this train. I still think they're, you know, really talented. Uh, the gamblers may be able to exploit the, the somewhat um, uh, loose, you know, defensive um, uh, running game that the, the the stars have, or the rush defense. There we go. Boy, I finally got my words out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Houston's secondary is terrible. And, you know, we've seen them be exploited as well, um, you know, through the air. So I, I think Philly can do enough. Hopefully they stretch the field. Hopefully Coach Bart Andrus figures it out. Um, you know, and, and dials up the right stuff and uses Corey Coleman to his, his potential and, and, you know, give Case Cookus some time so he can feel comfortable. I like this Stars team. I'm going to run run the string out one more time and put my neck on the line here. So I'm laying the 1.35 units to win a unit. Uh, the nightcap, Kyle, the Memphis Showboats, they are six-point dogs taking on the Michigan Panthers. You can have the Showboats on the money line plus 210, you can lay 250 with the Panthers. The total on this one is 45. Which way are you going? Um, this is going to be, uh, I think, I don't know. I have I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one. Um, I don't believe in the Panthers as much. Uh, I'm going to take the points here with Memphis. Not with Memphis, with Todd Haley. I'm going to take the points here. I'm not taking money line. I don't think they win this game. I think Michigan handles this game. Um, but I think this is close. And I think it's closer than six. I think it's just too many points. I don't, I don't believe in Michigan enough to do that. I think they were riding high after week one, they go through, they get week two and they're, you know, they're excited. Everything's going. Momentum's great. Um, they just got punched in the fucking mouth. And now you're going against a team that you should mop up. Usually things like that don't don't go that way. Usually these are hard-fought, gritty games that you have to play. That you have to grind out a win. I think six is way too much here. Um, I'm gonna take the, the I'm gonna take a unit here with the points, the plus six. Yeah, I don't I don't like this game at all. And if we didn't do a show, I would just scroll on past it. Uh, yeah. But since we are doing a show, I will take a half unit on the Memphis Showboats plus the six. I'm with you. Six is too many, uh, especially for an offense that's spotty at times with the Panthers. Um, you know, and it, that that doesn't reflect in the total. So I don't know exactly what the bookmakers are looking at here. Uh, hopefully the, the Showboats can kind of grind it out. I see this being a low-scoring affair, like, you know, 17-13, um, something along those lines. So I'll, I'll take the Showboats with the six. But, you know, if you don't want to play it, you don't have to play every game. We do because we're on the show. So uh, Sunday, Sunday, Kyle. Ooh, one, one second, one second. Where, where? That's plus six. What, what, what? Uh, what are we getting there? What breakdown? The minus one ten. Minus one hundred five. One hundred five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. Oh, I'm actually seeing plus six and a half at Fanduel. That's why it's important to shop these. Um, you know, so we'll we'll shop them for the book club before we put them in there. But on sure. Sunday, Kyle. The, this is this is probably the best game of the weekend. The okay. New Orleans Breakers, they are two-and-a-half-point favorites taking on the New Jersey Generals. 
You can have the breakers on the money line minus 140. You can have the generals plus 120. The total is 44. Rain is in the forecast. What's happening? Um, I I think, well, first of all, this is absolutely the game of the weekend. Um, where I'm going to be at in this game is I'm going to stay with the hot hand. I'm going to stay with the with this defense. I'm going to stay with this offense. They are playing lights out. There has not been a team this year who has played lights out on both sides of the football, you know, even remotely to the level that uh, New Orleans has. Their defense seemed to fix itself a little bit um, and return to form in the second half against Birmingham, um, which is something that was really good to see because they didn't do that in week two. Um, week one, they looked fantastic. Week two, they were a shiv all, all, all game long. And then it looked like it was going to go the same way in the first half last week, and they kind of fixed themselves. So I think defensively, uh, maybe – they figured something out. Maybe there was a little bit of change in the scheme and they, they kind of were able to figure the team out at worst case scenario. They're a team who's very good at making adjustments defensively. So anytime you have a good defense with that and you're sitting there and you have two very good teams going against each other um, right now, New Orleans is top of the pecking order. Um, I think three points is a, is a, is a good barometer two and a half to three points is a good barometer to have between these teams. But I think that new Orleans and Birmingham are just a half step above New Jersey. I think you're sitting new Orleans one Birmingham two, and then like a, a step and a half down, you got new Jersey and then maybe Philly right there too. So I think that they, although new Jersey is definitely the, the third best team in this league, I think they might just be just a little bit too far away. So they tend to not play great in these big games either. Um, they haven't beaten a, one of these big-time teams. They, they lost to Birmingham last year. They lost in the playoffs in the first round last year. Um, they don't really win these big games. And then they lost to Birmingham in the first week. So I think New Orleans has their number here. And uh, I'm going to go New Orleans uh, money, whatever I got to bet on here, um, in order to win a unit on the money line for New Orleans. I am seeing 140 right now at bet 365, but you know, I haven't chopped it yet. Mark it down, Kyle. It's the 6th of, of what may Yes. AM the year is 2023. It's our first disagreement. Ooh. I'm taking the generals here. I'm taking them with the, the two and a half. Um, feels like a letdown spot spot for, uh, for these breakers. You know, they, they hadn't had sustained success last year. Uh, the defense hasn't looked as good as it did last year. Um, the generals, man, I, I, I think, I think they're a really good squad. And we saw that last week. And, um, you know, I just, I think they, they, they do enough to, to cover this number here. The money line is live in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to take one unit on the generals getting the two and a half. I'm going to hope for a close game. I'm going to hope that the breakers win. We can split this. We can split it. We can we can find a middle because um, I really really like this Breakers team. I I'm McLeod Bethel Thompson. What a heartthrob! The the guy has a beard like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, so let's find a middle here and let's both be happy. Finally, sir, the nightcap uh, on Sunday: the Birmingham Stallions 
eight-point favorites taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers, the toothless Pittsburgh Maulers. You can have the Stallions on the money line minus 330. You can grab the Maulers plus 265. This total is 43 and a half. What are you doing here? Um, If I was not on the show, this would be a game that I would not even touch because I think that eight is crazy. There's entirely too much here. Um, I wouldn't be messing with, with that amount of points whatsoever. <clears throat> but because we are on this team and we are on this show, uh, I have to bet it. So I think what I'm going to do here is I think I'm just going to go a half unit here and I'm going to throw a, a, a half unit on Birmingham minus the eight. I think that this is a team that can score. I think Magoo's going to be coming out, and he's looking to to fire. I think he's looking to uh, kind of get back into his his ways a little bit. I think he's pretty pissed off about what happened last week. Um, and listen, that offense looked good last week. I know Pittsburgh's defense is good, and that doesn't you know bode well for teams that are getting that many points. And I know eight's a lot, especially in this league. But Pittsburgh doesn't score all that well. And they, they averaged 13 points a game. Yeah, and that's with what they just did with Philly last week. I mean, this is a team that before last week couldn't score a touchdown. So I don't think that there's a lot of momentum going. I don't think there's anything like that. I think that this could easily be like a, a 40 to 6 type game that we see here out of Birmingham. So I think that's the only real way to play it. I, I'd love to throw a little bit of love for, for Pittsburgh here because I do enjoy watching their defense play, but I haven't seen Ruben Foster might be out. And if he's out for the, this, I mean, he was the, the, the catalyst for this entire defense. And if he's out, out, which I believe that he is, I'm not hundred percent sure as we get, you know, more into this, uh, as we get into the book club here, um, you know, we'll, we'll go through deeper into that. Um, but listen, with him being the catalyst for this defense, this this defense is going to take a step back, unfortunately. So, um, you know, I, I think that the only way to play this—that's why I'm only going a half unit here. I think the only way to play it is the uh, giving up the eight. Okay, we agree. Uh, you can't take Pittsburgh in the eight. You just can't, especially with with Ruben Foster. You know, maybe not playing. That guy was amazing the first three weeks. He's incredible. Just, you know, he's got NFL talent. You know, he just hits people out of their shoes. Uh, the guy's a train. But without him, you know, the, this Pittsburgh defense will probably look a lot different. So I like the Stallions here to right the ship. Lane the eight, that's tough. But, you know, I, I, I think that's that's the only way to fly here. So I'm going to lay the eight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk to win a full unit. I, I think I believe in it a little bit more than you do. So... Um, give me the stallions for a full unit here. And that, that about wraps it up. Uh, we've got the XFL championship game next week, Kyle. They, I guess they're having media week. You know, they, they scheduled, they scheduled a week off, uh, for their, their championship game, which makes no sense at all. Um, you know, you got to keep the momentum going. We're going to see a under 500 team in the championship, which is disgusting uh, against the DC defenders. Hilarious, in fact. Um, the, the real championship game was last weekend, and we saw the defenders just absolutely cut up my beloved Seattle Sea Dragons. So year one is in the books for those guys. 
Um, Kyle, are you interested in this this XFL championship? Are you going to watch it at all? I mean, I'm going to watch it, but no. <laughs> um, I don't listen. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care about the XFL when the USFL is on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a lesser product in my opinion. Um, it's lesser football in my opinion. Um, I think honestly the the best thing that they and listen they're a year behind the USFL as well. Even debating year one, they would be behind the USFL. I think it wouldn't be as bad as what it looks like now because we're in year two of the USFL. But I think, listen, man, there's there's some things that the XFL has to change. There's some things that they need to get better on. And you know what I would do if I was them? Immediately, I would bring in a whole shitload more teams. I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to have more players out there? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Bring in the, more teams. What the, the Rock can afford like. it himself. The Rock can afford it himself. And you have backing by really big stuff. Listen, if you want if you want to compete, then you need more games. You need more games throughout the weekend. I mean, if you had like the USFL has you know, it's it's kind of a little bit more of quality over quantity, right? There is there's there's two games per day on the weekend, or sometimes you get a Friday game or something, or you know whatever. But you get like a you know a Saturday game, you get a Sunday game, um, you know, and you get two two games on each days, and it's nice, right? Because they're good games. You can sit down, you can watch both of them, and it's great. But if I'm sitting there and I'm watching the XFL. It's not always a great game, and it's not always something I want to watch. So, why not give me a a full slate of them? Give me give me four games on on Saturday and four games on Sunday. There's nothing else in your time slot. There's no other football going on. I'm, you're not competing with college on Saturday. You're not competing with the NFL on Sunday. You're not even competing with competing with the USFL until playoff time. And if your season is good. Throughout the seat started earlier. I don't give a shit what you do. So what? Your first couple games are going to be during the NFL playoffs. So what? Who cares? Nobody gives a shit anyway. People are going to be hankering for some good football. So take it while you can. So if I would go were to give one, um, one one little iota of 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 knowledge here to the XFL it would be bring in more teams. Figure out a way to fund it. Do what you need to do because that's going to increase, you know, your viewership and, and it's going to increase your league because I don't think they have bad rules. I think it's pretty good football. It's just they're 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 missing something. They're missing something that the USFL uh has. The USFL, the way I look at it is it's it's two, and I think you would you'd agree with me here, but it's two very similar, um two very similar. Uh, leagues who are kind of doing the same thing, but one of them is doing everything just a little bit better. And that's a very quick way to kill the the second league. It's a very quick way to kill the lesser league, which is, you know, the... the <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, quiet up there. Uh, 
a very quick way to kill the XFL. So if you don't want to get killed that way, then you need to figure out a way to differentiate yourself from, from, uh, from the USFL because right now you're losing. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, that was, that was Kyle's tirade for the week. And Hey man, I just agree with you, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm all for football. I don't care if it's good football, bad football. I don't give a shit. I just want a lot of football. The USFL is the better product. No, no doubt about it. But while we're here is for betting. And quite frankly, Kyle, DC minus six and a half in the championship game looks like free money. Give me Jordan Teamo and the boys. I haven't been backing them all year. I'm jumping on. I'm going to take the uh, the six and a half. I'm going to lay the six and a half. I should say, two yeah. different classes of teams. Bob Stoops, moron. But hey, man, he made the move for Luis Perez. Huge improvement. You know that that offense has looked a lot different uh, the last few weeks with him at the helm. But they just don't have enough. This is a team that's under 500 for a reason. I, I like the defenders. They've looked elite all year long. I've just been, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I just like to bet against them. You know, I, I, yeah. I wanted to bet against the steam. They seem like a really public squad. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm laying it. Give Listen, me I think there's minus six and a half. Yeah, I think you're right here. If you want to bet the defenders, um, now's the time because this is going to get bigger. Um, in my opinion, this is going to get bigger, and it should get bigger. Um, I'm actually going to throw a a uh, little little piece on here with you. Um, I'm going to back you on this bet, but I'm also going to wait because I think that this could get pretty big, and I think that the correct line here might be a touchdown. So if this gets over a touchdown, uh, you know, it gets around eight and a half or so. I might try and bang the other side a little bit too. So. We'll see when that gets a little bit, you know, closer and we see where we are, uh, you know, pregame for, for our book club members. But if if you want DC, get on it now because the line's not going to get better for you. I can promise you that. Yeah, I, I agree. And the reason I think it's stagnated is just because there's no game this week. So people are, you know, the, the way yes. they manage their bankrolls, um, you know, they, they don't normally bet until the day of. So you'll you'll see movement next weekend for sure. Uh, but if you can hop on, if you can spare the unit, lay it down right now on these DC defenders, minus the six and a half, that just feels like free money. Let's wrap this thing up, Kyle. You know, we've talked about the book club quite a bit. You can join if you'd like. You get a three-day free trial. It's 25 bucks a month over at the DGENS, T-H-E-D-E-G-E-N-S dot net. You'll get all the racing plays before anybody else, even before they go up on, on Sportsline. Arch puts full baseball cards out every single day. Hoops, we've got the Costanza that's hot. We have a, a, a model, and we bet the exact opposite of whatever this specific model puts out. And it is cruising, baby. The Costanza, you just do the opposite. You have a great day. Um, Love it. Yeah, so uh, Steve's golf, dude, he's had three great days so far. Here, stateside, also in Europe. I, I give you the thumbs up, sir. Great job. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do the racing show last night. He, he's he's got some sort of sickness as well. I guess it's going around. Um, going around. Be careful out there. Bingo. But the the plays are out there racing. Kyle, talk some Spanish. Send us home. That's it, everybody. From us, can't wait to see you next week when we have another winner of a weekend. And that is all 
Adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. 